My name is Benjamin Pace, and you're listening to the No Content Podcast. And if you happen to be a duck listening to this, you're in a safe space. Hey there, welcome to the No Content Podcast. My name is Benjamin Pace, and it's always a special day when I have a guest in the house. And it's a particular special day, particularly special day, because uh, because of the guests that I have with me. I'm a big fan of uh, Justin Goff and his wife, Miranda. Um, you guys are the pastors hey, yeah. of... Grace City Church, Grace for This City, or Grace City, Church. Grace City yeah. Church. Mm-hmm. That's your podcast. Yeah, it's Grace yeah. for This City podcast. Yeah. Um, I had the privilege one day of being invited at the last minute <laughs> on your podcast. Hey, but you still made it on. And yeah, you know, it's just like it's just like in the kingdom of God. If you get it at the last minute, at least you made it in. You know, that's right. Uh, yeah. It's better than not being in. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, Justin is with me today, and I'm excited about what we're going to get into. Uh, yeah. The title of this podcast is "Tell Me the Truth." And uh, man, I feel like we're we're living in a, a generation where people want you to do this less and less. <laughs> um, people don't don't like you telling them uh, the truth. Um, they don't like you saying things that are factual, um, even if no. they are indeed factual. <laughs> it's it's we live in a we're living in a world where predominantly people want to hear what they want to hear. Yeah, um, and uh, you know. There's there's a, a way that you can say things and a way that you can communicate things, but at the same time, you know, it comes to a place that you can be, uh, have a nice tone, you can be kind, you can be loving. <laughs> Heck, you could give them a hundred bucks and say, right. have dinner on me, and yet if you just said some certain words, um, it would not be received and it would be considered hateful. Right. And so I think what was on my heart today, Justin, is to kind of dive into what it means to speak the truth. Um, and, and, um, the balance of love and truth. And I know that's kind of, I'm not trying to lead the podcast by saying it like that in the beginning, other than to say that obviously, um, you know, we are love people and we, we serve a love God and we walk in love. And so, um, we, we're supposed to do everything that we do in love, but some people's idea of what that is and what it sounds like, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is based on a, a worldly model of love, sure, and not a biblical model of love. And I think that's yeah. kind of what you were just talking about. And you know, Justin started talking at the beginning of this podcast, and I was like, "Hold on, hold on, save it, <laughs> save it, save it," because it was so good. Yeah. And, and I know some good things are going to come out in this. Um, and, and Justin, go ahead. I'm going to read some scriptures in a, in a minute, but go ahead okay. and just and just I, I can tell you got you got some stuff just at the surface. So go ahead and just uh, take us on in, lead yeah. us into the gate. Well, you know, Ben, we live in a culture where uh, people want up to be down. I mean, their yeah. their up is down. And when you say, "Hey, brother, uh, you got that backwards," you know, people are offended by the truth. And so, you know, what is truth? Well, ultimately, Jesus is truth. Yeah. Well, God is love, and He is truth. Jesus is love, and He is truth. So, truth and love are synonymous, no matter yeah. what people are saying right now. Uh, but what people want us to do is adjust or alter the truth to fit their truth, right? right? They want me and you to agree with them. Right. And so if we have a different truth, of course, our foundation of truth is Christ. Yeah. Okay, that's our that's the measure. And so we're not just arbitrarily making stuff up. But, sure. but when I go up to somebody, and they're literally 
upside down. Mm-hmm. And I say, hey, bro, or hey, sis, you know, uh, have you considered like this? <laughs> you know, uh, people will uh, ver- uh, ferociously and violently defend their truth. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're, we're in a real battle right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's getting violent. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm not a proponent of that. What I'm saying is people are violently defending their truth. Right. Sure. And, um, you know, and, and maybe this will segue into what I mentioned right before the podcast was, uh, there's a scripture. Let me read it to you. So, um, this real popular phrase comes out of Ephesians 4, speaking the truth in love. Sure. Well, that whole passage there is talking about the pattern, the blueprint, okay, which is Christ. Yeah. All right. And, uh, then it talks about um, growing up, putting away lying. That's important uh, for this conversation about truth. Sure, if, yeah. <laughs> if, if you're going to be honest, okay, if you're really going to be after the, the uh, truth, then you're going to have to um, have no tolerance for lies, okay? And that'll come into the conversation at some point when we're dealing with people who have a variation of truth. Well, no, it's not truth. It's a lie. Yeah. You're calling it truth, but it's not. It's a lie. Right. And so if you're going to really uh, grow up into Christ or in, into the stature or the pattern of truth, remember Jesus said in uh, John, he said, I am, yeah. okay, the way. Yeah. I am the life. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he said, I am the truth. You and I are growing into that pattern. Yeah. Okay. He's the blueprint. He's the pattern. That's the stature of Ephesians 4 says that you and I are being conformed to. You and I are being conformed to the truth. Yeah. Truth in this sense, boy, uh, this is just opening up so many things. Okay. I don't want to get too many rabbit trails open here. Maybe one or two. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But truth literally, um, I'm going to say that because I want to get to that. That's Remind fine. me, there's a sure. really interesting thing that I want to add in to this topic. Let me get to here before I get too, too many options open. Sure, sure. But in this whole thing, he's saying, uh, we're going to speak the truth. We're going to grow up. Truth grows us up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they said, put away lying. And then in the rest of Ephesians 4, I'm going to read it to you from the Amplified. But he says, but you did not so learn Christ, verse 20, assuming that you really heard him and have been taught by him as all truth is in him. Mm. The Amplified says embodied and personified in him. Truth is a person. Mm. Truth is a person. That's right. Okay. So he says this, strip yourselves of your former nature, put off and discard your old unrenewed self, which is characterized or or which characterized your previous manner of life um, that was corrupt through lusts and desires that sprung from mm. delusion. That's okay, right. here's yeah. that word that I mentioned to you. Yeah, yeah. Delusion. Let me give you just a real, I, I mean, it is a basic, it is a practical, and it is a functioning definition for delusion. Delusion is the confrontation or the resistance to the confrontation of truth or with truth. Wow. Delusion. Hmm. People who are delusional aren't just like your run-of-the-mill psycho crazy person in the sense of like mental institution crazy, like they have a physical deficiency in the mind. We're talking about people who their up is down and their down is up, right? Backwards. And their blue is pink and their pink is blue, okay? We're talking about people who have intentionally rejected uh, revealed truth or revealed normative, okay? The light. And when that truth confronts them and they reject that, Mm. they don't want to be confronted by truth. The Bible says the result is a delusion. Things 
begin to spring out of that, or spiral, really is a, maybe a better phraseology here, is they begin to spiral into lust and all kinds of craziness. Uh, the other part of that verse is that their minds have been darkened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Truth is enlightenment. Mm-hmm. Truth is synonymous with light. Yeah. Okay. But when you reject truth, you only have one option, and that's you go off into the darkness. The darkness, that's right. And so, you know, I think, you know, in light of, um, you know, this is 2021, man, and I personally believe scripturally that we are, you know, if we get to locate ourselves on a timeline, we're in the second Timothy chapter three, where he said it's Kalipos or perilous times. And then Mm -hmm. there's this list, right, of, of, um, the, the, the kind of personality and characteristics of the people that are going to be in this, this time. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of delusional folks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's crazy because, you know, even on the news, you know, or, or, you know, I'm, I'm not saying news is in but I'm talking about that, uh, whatever source where you get updated on whatever's going on, okay, current events, et cetera, they're lying to people point blank. Like, lying used to be bad. Yeah. You know, used to, there was even cultural norms that kind of supported telling the truth. Yeah. But anymore, um, it is just okay to lie to somebody, and mm-hmm. they're getting really good at it. Like, the really good ones um, can look you in the eye and you don't even see them twitch. Like, they don't even blink. Yeah. Um, they, they've become so good at it. Yeah. Well, that is delusion. Mm-hmm. That is delusion. And uh, it, is, it is such a need. Like, you know, if we could pick out you know, salvation, okay, but, but I don't want to separate, like, a salvation message from uh, a message. Well, you know, people compartmentalize things. What I'm trying to say is, Telling the truth is a revolutionary act, right? Yeah. Right, right now, e- even spiritually, sure. that includes a salvation message. But I'm saying to herald the truth right now, to be somebody that loves the truth. Remember, there's mm-hmm. verses it, it says that they began to fall away because they stopped loving the truth. That's right. That's right. But to love the truth and to be committed to the truth and to stand with the truth and have the truth in your mouth, these are all admonitions in the scripture. Yeah is a spiritually revolutionary act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is, Justin. And, you know, um, in Ephesians there, what you're talking about, I was talking about the body of Christ. And, you know, right before that, it, it says, uh, or it's actually Ephesians yeah, 4, it talks about that, you know, he gives gifts mm-hmm. for the edifying of the body of Christ. Yep. Um, and and the, the building up, you could say that they'd all come into the knowledge of the Son of God and to a perfect man. And that's when it goes on to say, um, you know, that that you not be tossed to and fro and carried about right. by every wind of doctrine, but speaking the truth in love may grow up. May grow. Into yep. all things, which is the head, even Christ. So so the first thing we see there is where there's no truth, there's no growth. Mm-hmm. You, oh, exactly. You can't be built up. You can't grow if you're not uh, hearing mm-hmm. and speaking the truth. And that this is a key essential part of growing up in him and the body growing up. Mm-hmm. And this kind of baby mentality of tell me just what I want to hear. And even if if there's something that I need to know. Now, 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 I'll qualify it with this because Jesus said, you know, I have many things to say to you, but you mm-hmm. can't bear them now. Mm-hmm. And there's a principle there that you have to have ears to hear. And, and, right. and God won't just throw everything on you the first day. Yeah. But here, here's the thing, Justin, if God gives you light 
and it gives you truth and you don't want that, mm-hmm. he can't give you any more. Yeah. And yeah. all and you're never gonna grow. Well, so to your point, what literally what you're saying is truth is catalytic to spiritual development. Absolutely. Okay. So at that moment that you reject truth, um, you know, our spiritual growth is progressive in this sense. We go from faith to faith. Right. Glory to glory. Uh, glory to glory, strength upon strength, says in Psalms, grace upon grace. But the moment you reject truth, you stop being developed into the pattern and the stature of himself, yeah. the, the the conformity into himself, which is he is truth. He says, truth. I am truth. Uh, and then he gave us Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of truth. And that the spirit of truth was going to reveal to us, we might could say incrementally, mm-hmm. okay, um, as we are proven faithful. Uh, when he reveals one thing, we take it, we act on it. The acting upon that literally is fortification of our growth. Mm-hmm. He sees us grow. We've been faithful. Well, guess what faithful people get? More. More. More truth comes. And uh, But literally, truth is catalytic to growth. So the opposite of that mm-hmm. okay, would be people who reject truth. It is a spiritual um, law, we might say, um, is that if, if you're after lies— if truth is catalytic to growth, spiritual growth, then lies are catalytic to spiritual diminishing. Yeah, okay? absolutely. Darkness would be the absence of, okay? So it, it, if somebody's rejecting truth because they don't like the way it sounds, or they've defined it as too mean, mm-hmm. or you hurt my feelings, and we'll cover all that because I, sure. I, I am not suggesting, nor am I a proponent of doing something uh, mean-spirited. Sure. Okay, motive is everything. Absolutely. Okay, for for example, when Jesus turned over the the mafia in the temple yeah. with the whip, he was just as um, in love with them, okay, and with them as he was in love with the woman who was caught in the act. Mm-hmm. Okay? But a lot of people pick and choose how they want the truth to come to them. But listen, Jesus knows, okay, and Holy Spirit knows what, um, how do I say it, how the truth needs to be delivered to you sure. in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely right. Okay, yeah. and so people want to say, well, you know what, I'm going to reject that because I didn't like the way Ben told me the, the truth, so I'm just not even going to hear it. Yeah. Well, I always ask myself this question here, am I smarter than the Scriptures? Do I know more than the scriptures? Am I meaner or nicer than Holy Spirit? Mm. Am I meaner or nicer than the truth? Um, a lot of that has nothing to do with me. Now, motive. Again, I, I, I do want to substantiate this by saying, well, motive is important. Mm. What are you thinking? You know, Are you thinking in your heart, this guy's a total loser? Um, well, then you might come across in a way Holy Spirit did not intend, and in a tone Holy Spirit did not intend. By the way, if you tell somebody, um, let me say it like this: If you tell somebody what you heard from Holy Spirit, okay, that 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 would be factually, factually the truth. Sure. But you don't do it in the spirit or the tone in which you received it from Holy Spirit. That's right. That's unfaithful. You, yeah, it's it's unfaithful, and you've just lied to the person. Wow, that's good, Justin. You misrepresented God. You misrepresented. You lied to them. No. If Jesus did not have the whip in his hand and turn the table over, he would have misrepresented Father and would have lied to everybody in that That's room. That's really good, Justin. Praise God. So what I'm saying is when we bring into the conversation, you know, uh, you know, truth and speaking the truth in love, a lot of people try and frame that ahead of time. Yeah. 
And they are setting the parameters in which they want the truth to come to them. What and, and, and then based on however they receive it is how they'll um, determine whether or not they're they're going to even hear it yeah. or not receive Absolutely. it or reject it. Mm-hmm. You know, I played sports. You know, Ben, I don't know if you played sports. No, but <laughs> I, <laughs> well, you know, at this point, you didn't miss much. Mm. Um, but one, you know, my my takeaway from, you know, I played basketball in junior high and high school, yep. and uh, I was actually on an all-star team. Wow. Yeah, I played for an Arkansas State all-star team. But my takeaway from those years, um, but apparently I'm not near as good as Danny Rod- Rod- well, Rodriguez. You know, he, would, he, doesn't, he wouldn't say so. Shout out, would. Danny. <laughs> okay, but um, my takeaway from my years playing basketball was this, like, wow, this guy loved me. Huh. But you know what? He made me puke. Well, You know what I mean? Yeah. Run more laps. You know, we, we, we did these exercises. We did conditioning. I, you know, there were moments where I hated his guts. What I'm talking about is the takeaway. Like, if I defined every little moment of how I felt in the situation and used those feelings as a determination or a summary of whether or not this guy really cared for me, uh, I would have concluded that he hated me. Yeah. What I'm saying is love, okay, can be tough. Mm-hmm. The truth can split you open and lay out your entrails. In fact, love is div- is divisive. Jesus said, what did you think I came? He said, I, I, I came to bring the sword. Mm-hmm. Literally, Jesus said, I came to bring division. Well, who's Jesus? Well, he is synonymously love and truth. Yeah. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like sure. people have this, um, people have this um, resistance to confrontation with truth, and I think that's the ultimate, um, uh, the baseline here. Yeah. It's like you know you can't spin it off as well. You know if they had spoke to me nicer. Wait, 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 wait. Have you even considered? Maybe that's how Holy Spirit was speaking to you. The tone, the inflection, the intensity. Mm. So you know this. This really goes back to. Um, you know, most moderns, if they were in the temple in the day that Jesus came and turned them tables over, you want to talk about moderns, I'm talking about the people in our generation, okay? Um, boy, they would freak out. Yeah. They would freak out. Number, number one, they would never define it as love. Yeah. And number two, they would have rejected everything because they never would have had the ears to hear the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think about in Ephesians there, it, it, you know, it talks about the building up of the body. And I think that the, the thing that you would, Define that as the difference between correction and love that is strong, right? Um, and and being mean is that it's building you up. It may not feel good in the moment, right. but it's building you up, not tearing you down. That would be he in the in the he world. Bruce, and, right. and the Bible talks about worldly mm-hmm. condemnation, right? That it just tears you down. It brings you down. It it it, it sucks your strength out. It it, it and that's not what godly correction does. And Brother Keith uh, has a really great series. Uh, I've been in the middle of actually called Perfection Through Correction. It's one oh, of those man. series that hurts so good. Dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. If you need a good Holy Ghost spanking. If you if you want to have a good time on a Friday night, don't listen to this series. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that one and uh, diligence. Oh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Come on, somebody. Um, you know, uh, yeah. So, so he talks about, you know, how you know, he was in martial arts growing up. Okay. And, and yeah. you know, you, when you're in martial arts, you, your goal is to become more like the master. Right. 
And, you know, nobody's um, insulted by the master coming over there and telling them that they're doing it wrong or telling them to adjust this. In fact, when he was in it, you know, if they didn't do it right a couple of times, they'd get their legs swept out from right. under them. Right. Um, and, and, you know, uh, especially if you've been in sports, you've probably experienced that kind of thing um, to one extent or the other because you, you have a goal. Mm -hmm. there's, there's something out in front of you. I want to reach this. And, and our goal is to attain unto him mm -hmm. is to be more like yeah. the master. Right. And, and there is correction that comes with that. In fact, I was actually at the, uh, sight and sound Jesus play recently at the time of this recording. And, uh, I like the way that they, they portray that, right. um, him going into the temple okay. and turning yeah. some things over. In fact, yeah. in fact, Justin, you know, and I don't mean this to sound arrogant, but I felt like the Lord has, has put it on my heart that he's raising up um, some table-turning preachers. Yeah, sure, yeah. And some things. Yeah. Um, and, and that, that aren't, aren't afraid to turn over some religious tables right. that have been set up. Yeah. And, and I think what it is, it's a revelation of, of the jealousy of God mm -hmm. and, and that he's got a jealous love. Not you know, There's a difference between being jealous of and being jealous for. Uh -huh. God said, I'm jealous for you with a godly jealousy. Yeah, and in, in, in the New, New Testament where he also referenced... Uh, that he was jealous, he also said that they were adulterers and adulteresses. Yeah, yeah. James 4. Yeah. Yeah. But but he was telling them the truth in love. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. most of the time, you know, if you stood in your congregation, Justin, and and you opened with, uh, you you adulterers and adulteresses, yeah. you know. Uh, you, yeah. These moderns couldn't handle that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and here's something, too, I want to I want to mention before we leave Ephesians. Okay. Um, it says, you know, down in verse 25, um, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor. Uh, and this is something that I, I want to mention here is that lying to a brother or a sister, um, it's like lying to yourself uh. because your member is one of the other. Yeah. And this is what I wrote down. Uh, lying to somebody else is the first step to lying to yourself. Wow. And if you come to the place where you're willing to lie to somebody else or, or like you said, misrepresent something to somebody else, mi misrepresent God, mm -hmm. that's the first step to you seeing God the wrong way and you hearing the wrong things and believing the wrong things, being darkened, because you're tolerating a lie. I heard Brother Keith say this recently, you know, um, God, the Bible says, it, it's impossible for him to lie. Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. reason why mm -hmm. it's impossible for him to lie is because Hebrews tells us that everything is hinging on the word of his power. He, yeah. All things wow. are upheld. Yeah. And if he was to lie, yeah. if he was to compromise the integrity of his word, everything would come apart. Yeah, yeah. And so and we're to be imitators of Christ. He can't lie. And we're glad he doesn't, because if he did, uh, yeah. you know, our hearts would stop beating. Well, if love and truth is synonymous... Yeah. Than deception and hatred. Yeah. Okay. So to say, you know, he, he, well, he said, you know, remember he was talking to these guys and he said, you're of your father, the devil, the devil. And he's the father of lies from the beginning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's the father of lies. So lying and truth are antagonistic. Yeah. Love and truth are synonymous, lies, deception, and hatred would be synonymous. Yeah. So, you know, let me let me add this thought here. Or I don't want to get you off I'm track. Good. Go for it. Um uh I, I wanted to say too that the disciples marveled when they saw Jesus flip flip over those tables and it said they remembered. They mm -hmm. remembered what David said, zeal. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. my father's house right. has consumed me. Yeah. Um sometimes when people are really passionate about father's things, other people take it as a little abrasive. Sure. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know absolutely. Mean? And uh, so, you know, uh, we the the climate in which you and I are alive and we're ministering in, you know, the the Bible says that the devil he's crafty, mm. he's he's cunning, and I really think the devil has played is playing, has played, is playing against the church along this topic here. Mm. And because we've defined love as a tone, yeah. maybe, or love as a certain, you know, like an Oreo, right? You know, if, if you really tell somebody, here's what you do. Start off, tell them something good first. Yeah. Then... The sandwich. Tell them what you're going to tell them, and then finish it up with something good. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that that's bad. I mean, it sounds like, who is this guy, Justin? He's such a meanie. <laughs> Man, you're a jerk, Justin. No. What I'm saying is too many people are led around by their feelings. Yeah. And there's a lot of pressure, a lot of pushback on the truth right now to, number one, um, don't even really tell me the truth. I mean, that's the ultimate pushback. Like, alter it in such a way. It's called tolerance. They mm -hmm. don't really want the truth. They want your tolerance. Okay? But if you do happen to tell them the truth, they are, they're pushing back hard. And I say they. I'm talking about the spirit of the world. They're pushing back hard that you, you have to present it a certain way. Yeah. And if you don't... Uh, then they're going to freak out, and yeah. if and and if you don't, then you're not walking in love, and if you don't, then you're divisive, mm -hmm. and and if you don't, you're not you're not walking in the truth. I'm I'm pushing back on that be, because that's a strategy against the church right right now. Yeah. Again, I, I I said heralding the truth right now is a spiritually revolutionary act. Yeah. When deception is the premier strategy of the end times, deception yeah. is right. Um. Li li liars and lying and the crafting, the, the, the intentional crafting of lies is on another level right, mm -hmm. right now. And uh, uh, it's, it, it's actually kind of fascinating to me at the level of lying and deception that is so prevalent right now. We need the truth to be trumpeted. Okay, and that's not a, res a reference to Trump in, 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 in any way. What I'm saying is, though, the Bible talks about the trumpet, okay, and there's, sure. there's, there's several prophetic imp uh, implications, uh, but we need the truth heralded and sounded. And uh, uh, in some ways, um, you would think that uh, the world has become full of deaf, deaf ears. Well, in a way, but if, but if the church will not shy away from telling the truth. I'm not saying doing it mean, doing it, uh, you know, in an, in, in an unbecoming way. I'm not talking about being unmannerly. I'm not talking about losing ourselves and, you know, a sense of self-control and dignity and all sure. that. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. Uh, but see, again, we, 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 have to, um, we have to set up this conversation. We're, we're, we're constantly apologizing for wanting to tell the truth. But so worried it's going to come across the wrong way. Yeah. Do you understand? That's the predicament that we're in right now. There's more effort that goes into preparing what we're going to say lest we offend somebody. Mm -hmm. That should give us a clue right there at the spirit of the uh, world uh, and the climate in the culture. Uh, it's not our job to defend their sensitivities. Mm. The Bible says the truth will set you free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when, like, 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 like Jude, when you're dangling over the edge, about to be snatched by the fires of hell, if I reached out, like Ben, let's say, uh, do you climb? I mean, do you do like mountain climbing or in, in that kind of no. stuff? No. <laughs> well, neither do I, okay? But let's say you... I got to be honest. <laughs> I'm not, I got to tell you the truth, Justin. Tell the truth, brother. I don't, I don't climb. Let's say you did. Let's say I did. Okay. Hypothetically. <laughs> 
Hypothetically. And uh, let's say you and I happen to both be out on some mountain. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. And you slipped. Mm-hmm. Okay? And you're dangling there for dear life. The last thing, then, that I'm going to be concerned about is bruising your right arm. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I reach down. That's good, Justin. And it's going to jerk you up. Mm-hmm. And it's going to shake you. It's going to shake you over. Yeah. And, and in fact, depending on the necessity of the rescue, I may break your arm. Yeah. But I'm telling you what, I'll save your life. Yeah, yeah. Now, later, uh, see, this is the foolishness of the world. Somebody mm-hmm. saved their life, but then they, they take them to court and sue them because they bruised their arm. <laughs> uh, what was that? Uh, was that on The Incredibles? Was that uh, <laughs> where he, he saves the guy from killing himself and he's like, yeah, he's got he's, his neck's in a cast. Why did you do that? And so, see, because people, uh, it, it, it's almost like they would rather perish in their delusion. Yeah. Now, you've got something here. Well, I'll tell you, you take your liberty. Well, let me bring up this, this thought here. Because the Bible says, um, where's it at here? Let, let me get to scriptures. Come on for something to be scriptural. Yeah, you you got to have scripture. You got to have scriptures. Um, the Bible talks about the truth as being precious. Yeah. Okay. And in John, where's it at here? He said right here, John 14, 17. Listen to this, Ben. Okay. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw something in here. Come on. Okay. You can edit it out. No. Later. I'll leave it. <laughs> John 14, 17. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Mm. Listen, I'm going to give you a biblical paradigm, okay? I I don't have time to do an entire study on it, but let me give you enough here. Mm. The Bible values truth as precious. We're admonished. Don't throw your pearls before the swine. That's right. Okay, we are uh, admonished about um, even casting it before dogs. Yeah. Okay? The Bible says that... um, uh, there are certain people that you're not even to speak to. Hmm. Now, now <laughs> listen to this. Lest they despise the truth. Wow. And reject it. That's good, Justin. Let me, let me just give you a little bit here, okay? Come on. Proverbs 23, 9. Don't waste your breath on fools. There it is. For they will despise even the wisest advice. Matthew mm-hmm. 7, 6 right here is the uh, one verse. Do not give dogs what is holy. That's it. Uh, do not throw your pearls before swine. If you do... They may trample it under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. Mm. Now, we're, we're, we're kind of getting over into a depraved mind, but you don't get into to depravity unless you reject the truth. That's right. Listen, truth is precious. Mm-hmm. Truth is precious. And w- there's a lot of pushback. People who stand for the truth, people who are of the truth. You're born of the truth, Ben. Yeah. You can't be anything else but truthful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pushback right now is altering, diluting, um, genetically modifying it to fit the conditions of the world. Yeah. People that that want to turn the world uh, in upside down, in the sense of, like I said, their up is down. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, they they have their own version of truth, and they get very antagonistic when the truth comes. Now. Yeah. What I'm saying is, let me give you some more, and then I, because I don't want to leave people hanging. Like, well, what, what are you saying, Justin? You don't tell people the truth. No, you do. But hang on, Proverbs one seven, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise it. Mm-hmm. Proverbs nine seven, he who corrects a mocker brings shame on himself. Yeah, think about that for a minute. He who rebukes a wicked man taints himself. Hmm. Proverbs fourteen seven, stay away from foolish. Uh, stay away from a foolish man. You'll gain no knowledge mm. from him. Proverbs 26, 4. Do not answer a fool according to his folly 
or you yourself will be like him. Listen, Jesus said that he has reserved or he invests truth into us. This is why he he, he said there, the world can't receive the spirit of truth. It is so precious. I don't throw it out there. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's right. But in, in those who will be honest, okay, in those who will humble themselves and, and say, you know what? I want the truth. Yeah. Uh, they say, I, w- I want to know what the truth is. Remember the guy, Jesus is standing before him, Pontius Pilate? Mm-hmm. And what he says, truth? what is yeah. truth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus says, I am. Mm. I am. Wow. But it, 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 like it, it fell on deaf ears. Yeah. Um, so Jesus said this, based on that verse, that he reserves or he invests this truth in the certain folk. And he will invest in those that receive it, value it, cherish it, and honor it. Again, the spirit of truth, he said, John 14, 17, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, him, but you know him. Mm -hmm. You know what? You know truth, for he dwells in you. Now, again, the reason why that's key in uh, this conversation and a particular thought that I brought up, because truth is catalytic to our spiritual growth. Yeah. Lies and deception then are a spirit, they work in a spiritual way, but instead of working towards growth, it works to a a diminishment. Mm. And uh, if you reject the truth, he's not going to invest the truth in you. If you don't want to grow, he's not going to reveal the truth to you. And listen, people, um, I've I've got, um, I just want to be cautious how I'm saying this because I don't want to draw attention to myself or do anything like that, but... There's some people that, uh, let, let me just say it like this, that I mentor. Yeah. All right. I can say some stuff to these folk. I've noticed that there is a way that you can deliver, like there is a measure you can deliver truth to people that posture themselves in a, uh, in a sense of they are valuing what you're about to say. Mm-hmm. They value what you have said. Yes. And they are postured in such a way that it's almost like, they just can't wait for the next truth. It's not of me. It's wisdom. It's yeah. of Holy Ghost. It has nothing to do with me. What I'm saying is I've seen this distinction, though. You can have two, two types of people. This person, who man, they want the truth. Mm-hmm. And whatever it is, they'll do it. Then you have this other person, and they could kind of take it and leave it. And you can say something to them, and it's like it falls on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. Or, the, or they may kind of take it, you know, and they just kind of throw it around a little bit, and, you know, they put it over here and, you know, they may or may not have time for it right now. But people who really want to know, uh, I've noticed personally, and my experience is limited, but I've noticed that you can say things to them, just truth. It's just, boom, here it is. Some people may say, oh, that's a nugget. Well, what, what I'm saying is, is, is it didn't take me 25 minutes to prepare them to hear something. Right. You would have to plow. You know what I mean? You're getting into Matthew 13 right there. Okay. The seed and the sowing right? and the, the ground. They just, poof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't fight it. Mm-hmm. They didn't question it. And and if it impacted them, they are thankful for it. Yeah. There was a, there was a minister that came, came to our church once, and he walked up to one of my guys, and uh, he reared back, and he slapped him on the chest. <laughs> I mean, it was like, I mean, slap. You know, I mean... And I'm several people down, and I'm like going, my goodness, what in the world? He just got whacked. 
you know, it meant something to the to that guy. But you could almost hear like the wind getting sucked out of the room because er- everybody interpreted right that action a certain way. Sure. But to the one who was postured to receive it, that pain, the the way it came across, the impact of that truth. Now it was a prophetic act. This guy knew something about. Okay. The point that I'm trying to make here, and I hope this is a good analogy, was that came across painful. Sure. But you know what? He was quick to receive it. Yeah. I'm saying God will deliver you truth the way you need to have it delivered to you if you are not um, putting up barriers and perimeters um, and trying to define ahead of time how you'll receive it. Yeah. I don't know if I've done a very good job of, of explaining this. I'm not saying truth is mean. I'm not saying that truth is harsh. Truth is truth. Yeah. But um, some sometimes if, if you'll take the restrictions off of truth and just take it as it comes, man, I tell you, you will think that it's hard. You will think that it's—you'll uh, be tempted to think that it's hard, maybe tempted to think that it's mean, but I'm telling you, it's not. And sometimes— and in some situations, what people need right 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 now is truth in a dose that yeah. just slaps them silly. It it doesn't slap them silly. It actually has a reverse effect. It'll slap them into sensibility. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is that? I I don't know if that makes well, sense. But well, and it reminds me, you know, Justin, um, you know what you mentioned earlier about you not casting your pearls before swine, and and that's such a good element of this too because I think it's important to understand you you know um, you you do have to have a place to speak. You do have to have an opportunity to speak into somebody's life. Um, Jesus said in, in Revelations 3, 19 through 20, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore be zealous and repent. Behold, I bust down the door. Oh, man. No, 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 no. No, he said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears he wants my to voice. Bust it down, though. Sometimes he does. I, I, if any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. In other words, yeah. I've got some correction for you. Yeah. And I'm knocking on the door. Yeah. But you've got to open it. You have to open it. And, and, and so w- when there's that element of somebody is cracking the door open and they're like, well, just sl- just slip it through the... <laughs> they, have, you know, they have that little chain lock you can on only, there. You can only <laughs> communicate so much... Um, and there, there are people, and Brother Keith has talked about this, there are people who need some things, mm-hmm. but they're not open to it. Mm-hmm. And we see a picture of this in the Old Testament, and I want to mention this before we're, we're done here. Um, in the Old Testament, we see a picture of somebody who um, did not receive the truth and, and the door that it opened to deception. You talked about deception, and Romans 1 talks about this, how mm-hmm. God gave people over. Yep. to a reprobate mind. Yep. So over in 1 Kings 22, uh, it's a story of uh, Jehoshaphat and Ahab, and when they had kind of gotten together on some things that, quite frankly, they shouldn't have. And But Jehoshaphat, he, he's a godly man. He's a godly king. And you know they were about to go, uh, uh, go to war. I, I believe it was against uh, the Assyrians, if I'm not mistaken, without reading all of it. And Jehoshaphat says to Ahab, he's like, "Hey, let's let's inquire of the Lord. We need to we need to know if, if this is going to be a prosperous mission." And Ahab, um, you know, brought some of his prophets, right? And these right. were prophets who were a bunch of them. were custom made to say what he wanted to hear. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, you know, you got to watch out for There's a lot of prophets today. Yeah, who just who just say what you want to hear. Um, but. Uh, 
Jehoshaphat wasn't buying it. <laughs> and he's like, eh, something's not right here. He, yeah. was, he was a discerning man. And he said... Was there like 400 of them? There's a bunch of them. Yeah, I, I need to I, read I think, exactly. I, I don't remember the exact But, but he said, is there, is there anybody else? <laughs> and, and watch what, what um, Ahab says. He says, there is a prophet. His name is Micaiah. Micaiah. And he says, but I hate him. <laughs> why did, and this is why I hate why him. Why do you hate him? For he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. Oh. And Jehoshaphat said, uh, don't, don't say that, king. And anyway, he, he convinces Ahab to bring Micaiah. And, and, and the prophets go to him and they say, hey, listen, I know you normally you know, speak the truth and stuff, but this time, can you just kind of agree with everybody else? Because right. we yeah. just don't want to shake things up. We don't want to upset the apple cart, as they say. Mm-hmm. And this is what he says. He says, as the Lord lives, what the Lord says unto me, that will I speak. And that's something that you were mentioning earlier about faithfully representing what the Lord said yes. to you. Not not yeah. only what he said, but how he said it. How he said it. Um, because everything that the Lord says is significant. Now, you do have to discern, you know, when we're hearing from the Lord that that we are hearing it correctly, and it's mm-hmm. not just coming through your human right. mind and the way you're interpreting it. But like you said, there, there's there are some things that the Spirit of God would communicate and it's not just the word, but it's it's the tone as well. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, people who are faithful are people who who are conformed more and more to His image. Mm-hmm. And the more you're conformed to His image, the more you begin to not only say what He says, but say it the way He says it. Yeah. And so, Micah, you begin to sound like Him. You begin to sound like Him. That's right. That's right. And, and so, uh, but but apparently, Micaiah kind of had a, a moment of of backing off of that because initially. He agreed with the other prophets, and right. he says, "Yeah, go up. You're going to prosper." But I love what Ahab, Ahab basically says. Wait, how could 400 be wrong? Right, exactly. And he said, "He said, uh, yeah, yeah, you're going to go up. You know, everything's going to be fine." And uh, essentially, Ahab said, uh, "I know you're lying to me." <laughs> he said, "I know you." I and this is funny. Ahab didn't want to hear what he had to say, but when he tried to tell him what he wanted to hear, he knows him so well yeah. that he says, "No, I, I know you wouldn't be prophesying good to me. I know better than that." And he said, you're lying. And then Micaiah was like, yeah, you're right. Um, I saw uh, Israel as a sheep without a shepherd. In other words, you're going to die if you go up. Wow. And, and, and let, me, let me ask you this. Was, he, was that a, a, a bad word to Ahab? <laughs> he was basically saying, don't go up. Right. He was, he, he was prophesying, which, you know, a lot of prophecy is not always about inevitability. Mm-hmm. It's about absolutely possibility, but in that sense, somebody would said, "Man, you just prophesied this guy's death. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Yeah, that's not love." Well, and Ahab didn't have to go to the battlefield. Yeah, he could have. He could have said he could have repented, and we see this in other examples in the Old Testament yeah. where people were, where the Lord said, "You're going to die to Hezekiah," and Hezekiah got on his yeah. face and repented. And what happened? The Lord said, "I'm going to add to you 15 years." Yeah. Yep. So Ahab could have repented here. He could have said, "Okay, have. well, we're not going to go. What do we got to do?" Yeah. Like, and the Lord may have had mercy on him. But what we see here is that he gets mad at Micaiah, and he and he basically binds him and throws him in a dungeon. And one of the prophets walks up to him and slaps him across the face, and he says, "Which way did the spirit of the Lord leave me to go to you?" Ooh. Uh, that's uh. that's some dangerous uh, <laughs> stuff right there, but but in other words, oh, he's man. saying like, who are you to prophesy? And, yeah. and they they throw him in the dungeon, and Ahab goes out to battle, and he dies. But but what he brings out here, and this is what the prophet talks about before this happens, is that he we see a picture into the spirit realm, hmm. and we basically see that the Lord said, "Who will go up to deceive Ahab?" Mm-hmm. And it says a lying spirit came forth and said, "I will deceive him." 
Wow. And the Lord yeah. said, go. Now, th- this passage confuses some people because they're like, did God send a lying spirit? No. Right, no. Ahab opened the door yeah. to the lying spirit. This yeah. is the courtroom of heaven. Yeah. And Ahab yeah. opened the door to the lying spirit because he hated the truth. Yeah. And he didn't want to hear the truth. And this yeah. is what's so important is that when you reject the truth, and Brother Keith says this all the time, there's only one other option. Hmm. And Satan is right there to give you another option, to give you something. Yeah. And here, here's the thing, Justin, that, yeah. that people got to remember with this kind of stuff. You know, Satan, uh, you know, people say, you know, God knows what you like, right? You know, right, right. and he does. <laughs> but you know who else knows what you like? Yeah. Satan. Yeah. yeah. He knows what your flesh likes. Yeah. And you know, whenever Satan is deceiving you, he's going to appeal to four things. Huh. He's going to appeal to your pride. Mm. He's going to appeal to your prejudice, mm. not not referencing the movie there. Right. He's going to appeal to your preferences. Oh, wow. And he's yeah. going to appeal to your personality. Yeah. Now we know it's true because those all start with P. You know, I was no, yeah. just kidding. Right, right, but right. Yeah. It's, it's he, the four P's. Of... Uh, <laughs> I thought about it like this, Justin. You know, if, if somebody was mm. going to poison oh, somebody. That's good. And let's say that that somebody, you know, God forbid, you know, hired an assassin to, <laughs> to poison you. Not that he would be successful, but, right. you know, um, and, and let's say that, you know, um, he, he was going to poison your food and, and he finds out that you you only eat healthy food. You never eat junk food. Well, he's not going to poison uh, McDonald's and right. put it in front of you. Right. He's going to go find the healthy stuff that you like and put yeah. the poison in there. Exactly. Because he knows if he wants to get you to eat it, he's got to do it in a package that you like. Right, right. And so the enemy, if he wants to deceive, yeah. he's not going to use a package that, that he doesn't come to the front door with a pitchfork. <laughs> Satan comes That's as an angel too of light. Obvious, right? No, he's going to try to mix a little bit of deception yeah. in a truth. Yeah. And I like something I heard Elijah say. A lot of people will camp on a truth instead mm. of walking in the truth. That's good. And moving yeah. forward and, 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 and rightly dividing the word of truth. Yeah. And Satan will take something out of context. Right. He'll quote scriptures. Yeah. He'll have this thing over oh, here yeah. or this thing over here, this movement over here, this movement over there that maybe it quotes scripture, maybe it does this, but the spirit of it is wrong. Wow. Wow. And it's not, it's not the truth. It's not, it's not the cause of Christ. It's not his spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's not for the glory of God. Right, right. Satan's okay with this thing over here as long as there's no manifestation of the glory. Wow. As long as there's no power. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, a form yeah. of godliness form. Mm-hmm. that denies the power. And so he'll mix a little bit of deception in with some truth. So what we're talking about here is what it means to speak the truth. It's the spirit of it. Mm-hmm. It's the spirit of truth, Justin. His watch is going off. We heard Sorry, it. It's too late. He didn't silence it in time. <laughs> no, you mentioned it. It's it's the spirit of truth. Mm-hmm. That's how you judge this thing. Mm-hmm. Th- there can be some factual things mm-hmm. on the news. <laughs> yeah, sure. There can be some factual things yep. in a sermon. Yep. Yeah. But is it the spirit of truth behind right. it? Yeah. That's what you got to judge and discern. That's good. Well, John, you know, and... First John, Second John, Third John. You know, a lot of them chapters deal with the uh, Antichrist, the spirit of Antichrist. Yeah. Little a Antichrist, and uh, it says test the spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it, even in was it First Peter three or Second Peter three? It says that uh, Paul said some stuff that was hard to understand and unlearned and untaught men. They twisted it. They had factual things like. They may have had chapter and verse. They they didn't. But you know, some people have chapter and verse today, but they don't they don't understand the truth behind it, and they're still getting off. How are people getting off when they have the same Bible that we have? Yeah. Okay. Bible. You know, it, there in that admonishment, it didn't say test the test the Bible or yeah. test the chapter verse. It said test the spirit. Test the spirit. Test right. the spirit. 
And uh, so it's the spirit of truth that he's given to us. He's invested that in us. And it's precious, man. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about something when you were talking about the uh, Micaiah company, yeah, or yeah. Micaiah, and, th- and there's this phrase, this current phrase, it's t- and it's talking about that prophetic unction in the earth today, that prophetic flow that's really sold out to the truth, and they call it the Micaiah company. Really? Yeah, it's, it's a reference to Micaiah and his, yeah. his commitment to only speak truth. Yeah. And... Um, that's harder and harder to find. Like a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of mainline, mainstream, what I call churches industry or church entity, uh, you know, it's it's very profitable just to prophesy to people what they want. Mm-hmm. And weak prophets just pick up on the strong desire in a person and just speak it back to them. And, and then that person goes, God just confirmed it. No, it was a weak prophet that just literally was unable to discern between a familiar spirit and the spirit, spirit of truth. And uh, so there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. And uh, people stand in prophecy lines just to have the lust of their heart told back to them. Okay. So that's not a Micaiah. Hmm. Okay. That would be the the 400 prophets. It's just whatever the king wants. Let's prophesy it to him. Mm-hmm. And actually, it may literally have literally have been a spiritual function, but it was familiar spirits. Hmm. It wasn't the spirit of, spirit of truth. But um, you know what 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 I wanted to say was even in our own camp. You know, so I was raised Word of Faith. Uh, Kennedy Hague is my spiritual grandfather, and uh, we don't even see uh, on on the level we used to see it. But the Lord used Brother Hagen several times to minister truth to other ministers. Yeah, and sometimes it was a very hard word. I'm thinking of the prophetic word he had for Jack Coe. Mm. Jack Coe uh, died at 37, but uh, or uh, or Roberts and Brother Hagen both were talking about him. And had he lived. They said that his ministry would have surpassed theirs. Mm-hmm. I mean, a phenomenal man that was anointed. But there were three things that he didn't judge himself in. And the Lord told Brother Hagin, tell him to judge himself in these three things. And if he doesn't judge himself in these three things, he's going to die. Hmm. I remember that. Listen, that's truth, bro. That's truth. What I'm saying is people, um, uh, if somebody was to prophesy that today, you know what they would say? False prophet. Hmm. False, false prophet. There's even some in our own flow, our own camp, that would have a difficult time with that level of truth being delivered to somebody because it doesn't make it, you know, it doesn't tickle your ear. I mean, it doesn't make you feel good. A lot of prophecy uh, has been phrased to be, um, well, what they're saying is uh, uh, instead of like the spirit of prophecy, which which has a a, uh, revelation element to it, they're taking prophecy as like encouragement, and um, but people are encouraging people and calling it prophecy. Well, and, and let's qualify that for just a moment because you know the Bible does say that prophecy is for edification and encouragement. Yep. yep. Um, what's the third one? First Corinthians chapter four, fourteen. So, so encouragement and is an element. Desire that everybody. Sure. Yeah, we'll prophesy. Um, so, so qualify that for just a moment, Justin, if you would. You know, when you say people are prophesying what people want to hear. Yeah. Um, you know. I do believe the Lord does use prophecy as encouragement yes. and things. If, yeah, you're, yeah. if you're believing for something, you have a word from the Lord. Yep. And it, it you know, there's a good desire. Yep. I do believe prophecy. So just just qualify that real quick. What, what would you say is an identifier of when prophecy is being used selfishly, yeah. or apart from the Spirit of God, just to tickle somebody's ears? Well, when it's a lust of lust of the flesh. There you go. Yeah. So somebody says like. Um, we're saying that... Um, that watch, man. I'll tell yeah, you I don't even know why that alarm set. <laughs> uh, 
somebody says, uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with this, uh, but somebody says, man, uh, man, I really want a new, uh, new car. Sure. And, and I do actually, yeah. uh, I, am, <laughs> I am, believe hey, Justin drives an Escalade. Just so you know. Lord, you have the word of the Lord. Do you um, have a word. That's good. Yeah. No. So, so somebody says, uh, uh, that I want this. Okay. So, uh, and then they're in presumption yeah. because faith, okay. Is if, if you're in faith, it's because you've heard faith yeah, comes right. by hearing your okay? word. So presumption is a made-up thing. That's right. That you try and use faith like a magic wand to magically cause this thing to become. Right. That's where a lot of a lot of people are. They they really haven't heard from the Lord. And what I'm saying is, in, there's big business in uh, like the company of prophets mm. that you just read a, a, right, right, a, right, right. about, and that's to stack ourselves around these people and just tell them back what they really want. That's right. To hear, yeah. that's what I'm saying. We have yeah. to be watchful of the the Micaiahs aren't just picking up on the lust of people's flesh, right. or the strong desires of, of the fleshly realm. That's right. Um, they're actually hearing the truth about this situation, and it may or may not mesh. Yeah, yeah. With that person's sensitivities. Right, right, right. But they're not moved by maybe I'm going to come across mean. Yeah. They're not moved with trying to be nicer. Like, they don't alter the word to be meaner or nicer. That's right. They say what they hear. They just hear. say it the way yeah. they hear it. I appreciate that. Thank you. I just wanted to qualify that for yeah. the listeners, just just so people understand what we're yeah. saying. Yeah, but, totally, because like, who's this guy? He just totally well, diminished well, no, prophecy. <laughs> and it's true, because and, and because, you know, somebody might think, oh, you know, is that, could I not get an encouraging prophecy? But but the thing is there, there's can, a difference. and you will. Right, right. Yeah. There's a difference between what, tickles your ears and bears witness with your spirit. Yeah. And, you know, the Bible says that he gives us the desires of our heart, not the demands of our flesh. Exactly. And, and even in the soulish realm, you know, you can get your eyes on something and you can get something that you think you want, or, or even you said, oh, God told me I can have this. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says the word of God divides between soul and spirit. Mm-hmm. So, and that it's not, and that's where correction comes in. Yeah. And there's been many times where I thought I wanted something, or I thought, <laughs> oh, I even thought I heard from God about something, yeah. and then the Word came, and it yeah. divided, yeah. and it didn't feel good, right. but I, it, it cut to the quick. Well, yeah, because you're kind of like, oh, man, yeah. it, that was the just of realm. the soul, right. or of the flesh. Yeah, right. I mean, that's like, but but yet it, it'll set you free. It'll set you free. The truth will make it'll you free. It'll set you free. That's right. That's yeah. absolutely right. And it, and it actually it actually cuts through that soulish veil over your spirit mm-hmm. so that you can hear your spirit and it mm-hmm. and gives you access to light. Yeah. It gives you yeah. access to light and you see. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's good. That's what we want, bro. We want the light. Praise God. Now, let me just say this because less people think I'm this just jerk. Now, <laughs> I believe in you know, being kind and all of that, but ultimately what I'm saying is we're coming into a point in history to where we cannot predefine how we deliver the truth. Let the Lord do it. People are... God doesn't need your Instagram filter. No, 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 no. And and here's why, because people's lives are weighing in the balance, okay? A rescue word may may come across a little bit insensitive. But yeah. and, and so I'm not saying... The reason why I probably spent more time on that side, because Brother Hagin said this, when, when the Lord said, go and teach my people faith, yeah, yeah, he said, they're so imbalanced on the other side. He said, I want you to bring it over here. And it's going to seem like you're imbalanced for a time, mm. because that's how far off in the other direction yeah. people are, and you got to lean them back this way. Yeah. He said, there will be a time, and I think we're part of that generation, that every sermon we preach is not about faith. 
mm. because we're not required to do what the Lord had Brother Hagin and that generation do now. Yeah, yeah, there is yeah, more yeah, yeah. balance I now. See that. So not every message has to be faith. There's other things now that need right. to be... Remember what he said in Peter, add to your faith. Add to There's your faith. There's other That's things right. now that have to be added. That's right. So it may sound like I'm being a little imbalanced, but it's only because for decades now, yeah. the truth has been stripped down into this, into a very weak... Um, can I say pansy? Please. You know, you know pansy, it's been... Uh, Emasculated, yeah, or demasculated, or whatever the appropriate word there is, you know. You know what I mean. Yeah, you know, it's you know, it's it's it it it's had something robbed from it, yeah, and it hasn't been effective. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, Justin, and and you know. Uh, you can't fit every single thing into one podcast. I like what somebody came to Brother Copeland once said. <laughs> well, we said, try. Said you're not preaching the whole counsel of God, and he said, well, "I don't know the whole counsel of God," <laughs> and and you know you, you can't fit everything into one in one message. God highlights specific things for specific times because this is what needs to be majored on right now. Sure. And, and even in this podcast, what I the instruction that I felt like I got was was to open this platform to this gift. And what the Amen. Lord's given you. Wow, thank you. It's been an honor. So that's the whole point is 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 to open it up for this part that God's given you. We've all got a part. We all know in part. We prophesy in part, and God gives us a part, and, and it's for a reason. And and the problem is, Justin, is that so many people in the body of Christ they they get focused on their part, and then they see somebody else's part, and they think, oh, that's I don't know if I like that or I agree mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it lines up with the word. If it's in, if it's if it's lining up with the word, if you're prejudiced against somebody else's part, excuse me, then there'll there'll never be a joining, like mm-hmm. a puzzle, and you'll never see the full picture. Yeah, because there's that thing where it's like, oh, I don't like their part, or I like the thing, I like this thing over here, I like this. But Jesus prayed that we'd be one, mm-hmm. and, and in order for that to happen, there's got to be some joining. Yeah, and we're Amen. supposed to be divided from the world and Amen. united. Yeah, in Him yeah. as a body. I want to say this real quick, Justin, um, and just have you touch on this. Uh, okay. we're, we're getting to the point. We're going to wrap yeah. up here in just right. a minute. But you posted this on Facebook, and I wanted to bring it out because it was relevant. Um, uh, you said this: a murmurer speaks behind the back because he lacks the courage to communicate face to face. Uh, it's an epidemic. People seemingly refuse to communicate face to face anymore. For one, many lack humility and honor. I've asked for meetings with folks to talk things out, and in many years of ministering and leading people, the vast majority majority have avoided communication. I want you to talk for a minute about confrontation okay. and, and the difference between confrontation and tolerating strife. Okay. Because yeah. we know that strife is not a good thing. No. And it shouldn't be tolerated. In a household, it shouldn't be tolerated in a ministry. What Share about the difference between those two things. Yeah, strife. Man, I tell you, you know, we have a no strife policy. Yeah. And we do that at home yes, sir. Uh, with our children. That's one of the one of the premier things that we've taught our kids. You know, I've the oldest is eight, the youngest is two. So in that time span there, we have doubled down. No, yeah. no strife. Strife is, if we could say it like this, James says that where there's strife, there's every evil work. So if we could say it like this, when you engage in the strife, when you enter into strife, it's like you open up a demonic portal Mm. and you invite demons into the situation to begin influencing at their will. You don't want to go there. Yeah, sure. Okay. But so, you know, the the balance, you know, it kind of comes down to, it it, kind of depends on the uh, person. Sure. Um, Some people are just plain fools. (laughs) 
I'm reading a really good book by Pastor Virgil Stokes. It's it's called The Diagnosis and Treatment of Fools, and this guy's pastored for like 50 years. And he deals with the biblical definition of fools, and it's used Mm -hmm. in a couple different ways. Jesus said um, he cautioned to use the term in reference to somebody uh, that was rejecting the truth. He Mm -hmm. he said because that fool uh, is subject to damnation. Mm -hmm. He said be watchful when you apply that labeling of a fool to a person, but then gives, I mean, Proverbs, it, the, Proverbs is so full of how to recognize when somebody's being foolish. Yeah. Okay. And uh, they can come out of it. The Bible says that foolishness is bound up in a child. And you mm-hmm. know what? Correction bring, you there know, will drive it out. But yeah. so you got to kind of recognize, is this person, I mean, are they even interested? If they're not interested in the truth, they're not going to face you. Yeah. If they're not interested in the truth, um, and they're refusing to communicate with you, well, num- num- number one, that kind of lets you know how they feel feel about you. Sure. Uh, ultimately, there's no even if there literally is relational equity, they so devalue it that it's a waste of their time to even get with you to communicate maybe a remedy or a solution or a reconcilia- reconciliation. You have to be watchful that you don't put yourself in the company with somebody that's just going to sit there and vomit on you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's that's what he said. Don't cast your pearls before swine. Well, Justin, that's so mean. Yeah. It, it, it says don't give your precious things to dogs. That's so mean. Hmm. No, it's the truth. Yeah. And listen, we we have oh, we we have created uh culture is overly sensitive to wolves. Hmm. It's overly sensitive to foolish folk. Now, Somebody who's really after the truth can come out of foolishness. Mm-hmm. But anybody who rejects truth, just as a general principle, you're wasting your time to try yeah. and deal with them. And uh, so in my experience, there have been those that have truly valued the truth. They'll, they'll say, hey, here's what I did wrong, and here's what I feel like you've done wrong. Mm. And, 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 and I can say, man, you know what? I appreciate that. You know, that took some guts for you to tell me that. You know, I pastor a church, and so for somebody in the right spirit to say, hey, look, pastor, this is what I feel like, man, you've, you've, you did this yeah. to me, and it hurt me. You know what? I, I actually appreciate that. Uh-huh. I really do. Um, the times when we've called for meetings, when you know there was some tension, and, and, and people wouldn't even give us the time of day, mm-hmm. they wouldn't receive a phone call, and they wouldn't respond to an invitation to uh, meet, you, know, you just, you just kind of go, wow. I mean, and I don't believe this about myself, but you just kind of go, man, am I that? Am I just trash in their eyes? Mm. Everything we've done has been for nothing. So I don't know if that answered the question, but um, we always give opportunity because we are ministers of truth. We always will give the opportunity to communicate, to talk it out. Let's see. But you know what? If they're going to spin it, Okay, here's some counsel that I've received from pastors who've been doing this a lot longer than I have. You mm. get in a room with somebody, and all of a sudden it starts to become vitriolic, meaning there's no interest in communication. Mm. There is no interest in laying facts out and then trying to discover what needs to be remedied. And they start throwing stones. You don't have to take those stones. Right. You don't have to sit there and be mocked and made fun of and ridiculed. You don't have to let that spirit, come on, mm. of deception yeah. have a voice in meetings like that at all. Yeah, and absolutely. There, there's, there's been a couple situations where I've had to stop it. Yeah. And I said, look, hey, the interest here is not about, you know, our honesty, integrity, truth. It's just venting. It's just venting. Yeah. This is going to go 
nowhere. So I don't know if that yeah, answers yeah, yeah. that. And, and that, and that is a part of shutting down strife. And, and this is something I just want to bring out here in the final moments um, here. And we're going to, we're going to end it just a minute here, but um, you know, uh, you know, in Timothy, it talks about, you know, leading a, a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness. Yeah. And, and a lot of people say, well, I, I want to be peaceful and I want to live peacefully. But, you know, uh, it says in all godliness. And, and, and Psalm 84 talks about righteousness and peace have kissed. And there's a lot of mm, people who mm, pursue mm. righteousness, but they don't pursue peace. Mm-hmm. And there's also people who seek peace, but don't value righteousness. So the New Testament tells us to pursue both. They tell us to pursue peace, and it tells us to pursue righteousness, yeah, yeah, to seek peace and to pursue it. But here's the thing I want to bring out with that. You know, the world says that compromise brings peace. Right. And that's not true, because a child of God knows that compromise in the heart is the opposite of peace. Yeah. And when you know that there's not peace in your heart, you know there's not peace between you and somebody else, you know there's this thing that there's this false peace mm-hmm. that says I'm not going to say anything cuz yeah, I don't right, want to cause right. strife. Yeah. Or I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about it. We're not we're just going to walk in love. Right, right. But but what it is it's actually avoiding mm-hmm. confrontation, it's avoiding the truth where, where in reality you're both not at peace with each other. Mm-hmm. You're not at peace. You know you know either they're compromising or you're compromising or there's there's something that's not right there and there's no peace. Yeah. And if there's no peace, something's not right. It's because yeah. there's no truth, and 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 it, that's not right. It's not righteous. Yeah. So there needs to be some honesty. There needs to be honesty. <laughs> there needs to be an honest conversation. There yeah. needs to be some. Hey, listen, what's going on here? Like, yeah. let's just talk about this. Like, I, let's get this out. Let's deal with this. Yeah. Instead of putting on a face every time we're around each other. Fake face. Yeah, fake face. The irony. Yeah. Okay. The the irony of what you just said is Matthew 18 that if your brother offends you. Mm-hmm. But you, but you don't go to him because you love him, and you don't go to him because you don't want to, you know, be confrontational or mm-hmm. you know the, the the truth may work against me here. Yeah. Well, then you're guilty of both sins yeah. of not giving the truth, which could set someone free, and not loving them. Wow, that's that's, good. that's the irony. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, because love can't lie. Love, love needs no. There, because there, because God is love, and God can't lie, so love cannot lie. Yeah. So love, and like we said, there are times we don't cast our pearls before swine, and you can't always say everything you want to say or need to say in a Well, because love isn't critical. It's not right. going to mock. Right, yeah. and it also won't, it's not going to bust down the door. But when there's an opportunity, and when you know it needs to be said, and you know that's the word for right then, mm-hmm. love will speak the truth yeah. every time. Yeah. Love will, and people say, oh, I love them too much to tell them the truth. No, that's not true. No, you're a coward. <laughs> he said it, guys. <laughs> well, okay. Proverbs said, if you spare the rod, you hate. That's right. Okay. The riot police, Ben, and I know you have to go. Yeah, we're okay. We're out of time. But uh, uh, riot police are peace. This is my podcast. <laughs> riot police are peacemakers, not peace, peace, peacekeepers. There is uh-huh. a difference. Yeah. Many people take the route of peacekeeping, but it's sometimes it can be the cowardly way out. Mm-hmm. See, everybody loves... The officer that comes in and makes things right. Yes, that's good. That's good. I like that, Justin. That's a good way. That's a good way to end it. Um, peace makes things right. Peace means to set it one again. Mm-hmm. In the Greek, you know, I'm sure you know that peace means to take two things and to set them at one again. Yeah. And you know, if things are divided, if things are not right, there's no peace. Somewhere, truth has been somewhere 
been overlooked. Somewhere truth has yep. been hid, hidden or truth is not being uh, shown. And there's no light. There's no peace. Um, but, you know, in, uh, I believe it was Third John, he said, I-, I have no greater joy than to know that my children walk in truth. Mm. Wow. Mm. Now that's a good ending yes, sir. to the podcast right Thank there, you, bro. Justin, for being on this podcast. Bro, it was man. an honor, Ben. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, sir. Blessing, yeah. blessing, and uh, yeah, thank you so much. And to all the listeners out there, man, if you made it made it through that uh, hour and 10 minutes and, <laughs> and, and you feel a little bit beat up and a little bit bruised, hey, listen, we love you. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> we love You'll be you. all right. You know, just go listen to a Joel Osteen sermon and just, just to make up for it. You'll be all right. Um, just to balance this out, balance, you know, balance, it'll be, balance, it'll be good. Yeah. Uh, but we or love no you way, very much. Maybe it's Fertig, right? Or Stephen Fertig. Go listen to some, well, yeah, go listen to some Stephen, you know, just balance it out a little bit, but, uh, you know, go, go get some ice cream and take a nap. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, this has been the No Content Podcast. Thank you for listening today. I'll talk to you the next time you click play. Thanks again for listening to the No Content Podcast. Remember that Jesus loves you. He loves everyone else. And please don't forget to feed the ducks. <laughs>